Hi everybody, what's up? Um, how was your week, man? I went to uh, I went to Niagara Falls last weekend. Oh yeah, it was funny. So we don't really go away often. We just don't, I don't want to spend money usually. Um, so we went to Niagara Falls for Meg's birthday, and uh, there's this outlet mall in Niagara by the lake. Super fucking cool mall, man. Mm. It was like all it was all open space. Each store is kind of its own little location, mm. so it's all cobblestone. It looked really nice. There was a million people there. I, mean, I thought that uh, Niagara Falls was a ghost town right now. No, no not even close. Dude, so... Okay. Or Niagara on the lake. It was insane. Both of them were bonkers because no one else could go anywhere, right? So here's what actually pissed me off the most. So we had fun when we were out in Niagara on the lake. Um, went shopping, you know, I spent like a thousand bucks. I never spent money. Yeah. I, I have this theory about business and money. So every time I spend a dollar, um, n- not on my business, like spend a dollar, yeah. sort of, let's call it frivolously, mm. um, that cost me either 10 to to $100 in the future. Oh, yeah. So I just don't have to spend my money. But we went out for Meg's birthday. Yeah. Um, we went out to Ruth's Chris on the oh, Friday yeah. night when we got there. Oh, there's your thousand dollars, dude. Okay, <laughs> they marked up the prices so much. So a bottle of Jaylor wine is fifteen dollars in the LCBO. Yeah. Guess what they were selling it for? Oh, jeez. Guess. One hundred and fifteen. One hundred and thirty-five. Jesus. Yeah, and then like a steak. So I was with this. I was with one of my little brother's uh, buddies. He just kind of popped mm-hmm. in the elevator one. It was just weird. We ran into each other. He orders a steak, eight ounce steak, one hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> Comes with no sides. The mashed potatoes for twenty two. It's all a la carte there. I was yeah, just like, this yeah. is so fucked, man. Like, yeah. it's not even a good experience. Like, they they jack up the prices so much that you're like, it's painful. Yeah. And the food is mediocre. Yeah. Like, I, you know what's it's interesting? So Meg and I have gone to Niagara, I don't know, twenty times in our relationship for fifteen years. We've gone. Yeah. It was just kind of always something we did. Yeah. That was the prices were so high. It was so frustrating that yeah. I'm not going back there for a while. Yeah. We're just gonna go to Blue yeah. Mountain next time. Yeah. It's just it's kind of annoying. Turn off. Yeah. Oh, kind of a pain in the ass. Well, you like, can do that to tourists, but right now they're not taking tourists. So no, what's but, the point of doing that? I, I agree. And the thing is, is like, usually like the Starbucks there, if I get Starbucks in the morning with Meg, it's like 10 bucks. Yeah. Get it there, it's like 14. So it's just they have like this 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 markup. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's I found it a little frustrating. It was sort of disheartening. It was such a high price for me. Yeah. And it wasn't even that. Like, you can spend money. It's fine. Yeah. It just felt like you're just being ripped off. Well, I find that at, at restaurants a lot, but I cook a lot. If you're used to buying all your groceries and cooking all the time, yes, then you probably go to restaurants less, anyways, right? Right, but let me. Here's the thing. Now, owning restaurants, yes. I'll tell you, we do, we are we are underpriced. So we're our margins are too thin. Mm-hmm. So like, if something on my menu that would cost say twenty two dollars, I should be charging you twenty six. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make these adjustments, yeah. but I shouldn't be charging you one hundred and thirty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was interesting to me with the mall. So the mall was nice, loved it. Um, but like, no one gave a shit. About anything, oh, social no. distancing. Oh, like, God, they'd no. have lines. They do like people were. It was. It was like you'd wear masks. You wouldn't wear masks. Yeah. It's kind of like no one really cares, yeah. you know. And I, I think I think a lot of people are kind of getting sick of it. Yep. But I was surprised. It's like it was a different world, you know. You come back to Mississauga or Toronto, yeah. and you're just like everybody's super strict. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. It just yeah. seems kind of crazy right now. Yeah. Well, that's um, that that's the whole point, right? People are getting sick of it. So, kind of that's where we're headed in the direction. Okay. Well, guess what? If you do this vaccine, then everything will be fixed, right? And again, you know, I, I'm so, I don't know, not wanting to give a really strong opinion about vaccines because I always say it's choice, right? But, I mean, that's kind of what this comes down to. and Well, what a lot of people think, at least, that because they keep moving the goalposts. Right. Yes. First, it's social distancing. Then it's mass. Then it's one or the other. Now it's both. Now it's limits on capacity. Now and it just keeps going further and further and further. And that was kind of the first thing I had written down. Anyways, was you know the capacity limits because there's a couple examples that I just find shocking. Yeah. And, and hypocritical. And if you can't at least question the government on 
hey, these things that we can see because of viruses and all this stuff, a lot of people just don't have the knowledge, so they just follow. And and you can't blame them for that. No, people have been doing that their whole lives, right? Yeah. That's, that's very okay, run Okay, well, the this is what they say, so I'll listen. But when you see it in action that they're lying or there's little blurred lines, then you start to question. If you can question one thing, then I think it's at least fair to question the rest. So that's the vaccine for, thing for me is I think that that's it. People are getting sick of it because you go in my neighborhood. I live, you know, west of Toronto, right? So it's not very busy. The parks are filled. Not one single... You would be weird if you wore a mask. See, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I'm not really... I'm not against or for masks, but I was listening to the doctor today, Dr. Hodkins. Oh, yeah. And He's you, very Hodkinson, good. Hodkinson, sorry, Hodkinson, sorry. Yep. And he was... Yeah, really interesting. So he was doing some address uh, in the UK, and he said some pretty alarming things. The first thing he did was he gave his credentials, because he's like, I don't want to sound like a quack. Yeah. But some of the things he was saying is he's like... And, and the thing is, I agree with all this. He's like... You know, you can't you can't stop this from spreading. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, masks are completely ineffective. Yep. You know, an aerosol an aerosol virus is going to be able to travel thirty meters, yep. not six. Yeah. And he didn't say this, but this is something I, I read in another study. But the average person affects two point five people with the virus. Yeah. So when you look at the math on that, you there's simply no way to control yeah. this. Yeah. And I thought, you know, like it's basically he goes, this is a bad, this is a bad flu. Yeah. And he goes, this is reckless what you're doing. Yeah. And he and you know what, like he didn't really, there was no rebuttal. It was just kind of him saying his own piece. But I was like, at least there are people out there. Yes. Saying, hey, like you know what, the the odds of you dying if you're under sixty five and getting this is one in three hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, it depends where you are too. Yeah. There, there's some cases where it's the the odds are even greater than that or, or less than that. I guess where it's like one in a million almost, yeah. right? Yeah, probably people our age. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't exactly. be surprised. Like three X on yeah, that number. That's yeah. not big. But Roger Hodkinson, that's Hodkinson, what you're talking. Yeah, He's yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yep, I've listened to a lot of his stuff, and he was on with Randy Hillier. Oh, um, nice. Uh, the other day, and they did a live Facebook stream, and I only caught a bit of it because I don't need to keep reconfirming what I think. No, I don't I'm think looking... so either. I just thought it was really well and consistent. It was amazing. Yeah. it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go that far. It was five minutes. Perfectly said. Yes. Um, and I wish I could say it that well. But the thing, I, I try not to just keep reconfirming my own, if you want to call it confirmation bias. I don't want sure. to keep reconfirming what I think. I'm looking for data. So I listen to his piece. I grab the data. I listen to other people's. I grab the data. And I, I try to make, you know, the best judgment from there. Right. But uh, but that's the first thing on the list is like the capacity limit. So I was at um, the LCBO the other day. Um, in my hometown, and I wasn't buying alcohol for me. It was uh, for a gift. You don't have to fucking preface it by saying that, dude. You can drink once in a while. Like, <laughs> <give> shit. <laughs> I haven't had a drink in a while. Body's an amusement park, bro. You got to take it for a ride once yeah. in a while. Well, I was talking to Caroline earlier about um, the amazing Randy. Do you know the amazing Randy? Nope. Oh, really? Oh, you got to look him up. So he's this, he's got to be in his 80s, maybe 90 now. But he dedicated his whole life to just being straight, sharp, Totally focused, and he basically debunks psychics and all that stuff. So he has psychics debunk themselves. Are you kidding me? If anything, a psychic was real, then I wouldn't have to make an appointment. They'd already know I was coming. But they, but they capture a lot of people, and they make a lot of money off of people's <laughs> fears and people's oh, I want to locate my dead cousin, or I want it, and they make money off that. So that's kind of his premise. Yeah. He says, hey, I want them to stop defrauding people, and he has people. He has so he has a million dollar prize for anyone who can prove anything supernatural and he's had it for like 20 years and no one's ever claimed yeah of course right so um but anyway so he says he's never had a drop of alcohol never had uh any drug because he doesn't want anything to ever alter his perception of reality yeah it's no Um, fun (laughs) he doesn't look like a fun guy (laughs) (laughs) that's not what he's going for yeah you need balance you know like i stopped drinking for the entire year in 2019 so i was 34 years old i didn't drink for the entire year Mm. 
I, I was expecting different results. So I was going to say, okay, what happened to my productivity? You know, it's nice to wake up every day knowing you're going to be in good shape, blah, blah, blah. But to be honest with you, like, it really wasn't that much better. Yeah. Because A, I'm not a fucking alcoholic. You know, I don't have, it's, I don't have, a, yeah. I don't have a dependency or an issue with it. But I did like going out and drinking and having fun and letting loose once in a while. Mm. And even though you feel a little bit down afterwards, it, it like, it like kickstarts your engine again. Yeah. You're motivated to go. And I found that I'm actually better off with a little more balance than completely cut right off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two points to that. And that, that's kind of my, my whole career is that because, well, one point is that's what people feel, not not much. So that's why they have these habits that develop for life and never feel much. And, well, I ate a hamburger from McDonald's. I didn't feel anything. So they do it forever. And then 25 years down the road, they have all these medical problems. And it's too far, too, you know, too late, too little, too late or whatever, right? But the other side, too, is that you have a little, then you have a little more, a little more, a little more, and you kind of condition yourself to it, right? Sure, yeah. And then the medical system, and Yumi talked about that before too, is the medical system conditions you to feeling a little bit of pain because you go into the doctor feeling, I don't feel good, and they say, oh, well, no, you're fine. So now people say, well, okay, not feeling good is fine now, right? So there's a couple of problems with that. But yeah, I mean, balance and moderation is fine, and, and at least you kind of realize that, right? Some yeah. People don't realize it, and they just... This is their life. They just tip over. Forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what's funny? I think not drinking for the entire year was a very valuable experience for me because it helped me create a new relationship with alcohol. Yeah. You see, when you're young, like you said, you sort of compound your interest yeah. in it. You know, it's yeah. just like, all right, well, I'm gonna drink a couple beers when I'm 19 or 12 or however old you're gonna be when you start drinking. Uh, and then it gets How old worse. Were you? I was 13. <laughs> I got snapped when I was 13. I remember. Yeah, it was at my sister's birthday party or something. Something yeah. maybe like an end of school party. Some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was wasted. Yeah. Um, I'm also Italian. So I drank wine when I was a kid. Oh, like, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, moderation, right? So, yeah. um, but you continue drinking more and more and more and then I moved to the Cayman Islands and when I lived down there booze is currency yeah. everybody there drinks per capita there's only one place in the world that drinks more alcohol than the Cayman Islands what is it's it? bonkers I think it was somewhere in the UK uh. so um, I think it actually was the UK wow. um, anyway it was, it, was, it was absolutely nuts we drank so much all the time like so we were bartending down there um, you, your interview would include drinking. So you're like, yo, it's not even kidding. You had like Meg's first shift at like Lone Star. They're like, all right, well, let's see how many shots you can do before you, you know, before you have to oh be cut God. off. And dude, like, so we'd have nights. I drank a whole bottle to my face yeah. back then and still do my cash. I'd be fine, bro. Yeah. So by the time I was like, by the time I was 34, taking that year off, it was good to sort of reestablish a new, a new relationship with alcohol. Yeah. I kind of got to rebuild it from scratch. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you did that. Yeah. But, um, so I went to the LCBO. And right on their door, they had a capacity limit. Yeah. Because you know they've limited capacity, like Correct. gyms and things like this, yep. to 10. That's it. doesn't matter the square footage. And we talked about this last time, so I don't want to go back into the whole thing. But this is where you see hypocrisy. This is where you see uh, government favors or lobbying or things like that. And you start to wonder because the LCBO is government. Yeah. Right? So it's their money. Capacity limit is 50. Five oh. Yeah. So fifty people can go into a, a three thousand square foot LCBO, but only ten people can go into a fifteen thousand square foot gym. gym. Yeah. What is that? Who's making the rules? Who just says, Oh, that's totally fine and nobody cares because people seem to have already taken their sides and you know, that was one of the next things that I talked to you earlier is I'm starting to get some people hating on me now well, for what I'm saying. The thing is, like not for nothing, people can say whatever they want. If you look at the statistics, just the raw stats <laughs> And look at the age of people that are dying from this and look at look what's happening. Um, you know, people people just are happy to jump on the bandwagon yeah. of it. You know, I, if you are at risk, you should stay inside yeah. when it's flu season two, yeah. man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. And I'm not at this point. I feel that we are uh, more negatively affecting our future and our economy 
then we are, you know, saving people. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, that is firmly what I believe. But um, but that's kind of the next kind of question or topic that I was thinking of is, are the measures working? What do you think? Well, no, I, I think this is, I think, I think what they're doing is, I think they're trying to, they're trying to stop a, like a crescendo of, of spreading. I think they're trying to lock things down so they don't jam up the hospitals again so it doesn't all happen too much at once. Because the thing is, when things happen exponentially, you can't really see it. You, yeah. don't, you, know, you don't recognize that it's happening because, because it grows so quickly but starts so small. So you could have like, you know, it could be 24 deaths or 24 cases. You go outside, you don't really notice anything. Then 64, yeah. then 128, then 256. You still don't notice. But then it starts to hockey stick. And then all of a sudden, it's at a point that they can't manage it anymore. Yeah. So that would really be the only rationale I would believe right now that they would be thinking, okay, we better lock down because yeah. of this. Yeah. You know? Um, but so far as I know, our hospitals aren't jammed. No. And so, I mean, and again, I think, they're using the, I think they're using the mentality and the rationale they used when this originally happened. And they, they need to fucking smarten up. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, Randy Hillier, when he made an address to the, the government, because he's an MPP, right? Yeah. So he made an address and he said, you know, you're... Thinking of closing these cities down, of locked them up, some they already have, right? And Hamilton's on the list for being yep. locked down. They looked at you know, Hamilton's biggest hospital, 1,200 um, ICU beds. And how many COVID patients are in there? Two. Two. Out of oh, did I get that? Yeah, it Fuck was two. Yes. It was exactly two out of 1,200. <laughs> so what are they talking about? You know, where is it coming from? And then there are some hospitals that are overloaded, but... I don't believe it's COVID because there was a time where I was in the hospital. And I don't know if I told you this story before where it was my kidneys and they never figured out exactly what it was. They said, it looks like, you know, imagine you're allergic to peanut butter and you ate an entire jar. Okay. They said it could have been something stupid. Like you're at a restaurant and you know, sometimes there's someone, and I hate to say restaurants because I know you. You're good. (laughs) But you know, someone's just, uh, you're at McDonald's, someone spits in your hamburger and they're not doing it because it was you. They don't even know who's in the drive-thru. They're just doing it because I don't think people just... spit in hamburgers, but just saying. Well, probably some people do. Probably some but, people have spit in hamburgers. Yes. Yeah. But they're not doing it against me. No. They're just doing, some people just do bullshit, right? Um, if you're a hamburger spitter, fucking stop. Yeah. But uh, but that's what they said. You could, who knows, someone just put some poison. Someone did some, something really, so anyways, they didn't know what it was, but they kept me in the hospital for however many days and I was sleeping in a hallway because they didn't oh. have enough beds. Wow. Yeah. And this is going back eight years. So That's there's crazy. always been a problem. You know when yeah, you go to the hospital. Yeah, you're right, you wait, though. You're you right, though. Eight everybody's, hours. Yeah, everybody's, you're, you're right. They're you know always funny, yeah. overloaded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't something new, but when you're looking at people actually staying in ICU, like that Hamilton example, two two people there for COVID out of 1,200, but they're saying that this is putting a big strain, and I don't believe it. But going back to the measures, I mean... We have to at some point say, you know, enough is enough or are they wrong or can we hear another side of it? Because first, yeah, you have to wear a mask. Then you have to socially distance. Then you have to do both. Then you have to do this. Now you can't go see if it's more and more and more. Well, do they work? If they work, then why are we doing more? Right. And I quite frankly think they don't. Like you said earlier, the masks don't work. And, and that's what that Roger uh, Hodkinson was saying, too, that yeah. they don't do anything. Does the social distancing work? It doesn't seem like it. And are we just solely protecting the elderly people in long term care facilities? Is that what it's all about? Yeah. I mean, so there's this there's this theory that I was listening to someone talk about on their Joe Rogan podcast about like this, this theory of doing three things, like three layers. So he compared it to Swiss cheese. If you have three layers of Swiss cheese, eventually there's no holes. Yeah. You can't see through it anymore. That was kind of the idea. So if you wear masks, you socially distance and you stop gatherings. So those three things, yeah. that should 
that should be the end of it. Yeah. There's this theory about like virus spreading. So if you do these three things, but they're doing more than three things. Yeah. And they're, they're closing things down, yep. yet it's still not stopping yeah, exactly. it. So how are they not paying attention to the fact that their plan isn't working? Yep. We're hitting all-time highs still yep. every yep. week. Exactly. And this and my business is still closed. Yep. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's exactly and it. I, it's just it, I think this is gonna be in like a I think this is gonna be like a, a special moment in time that we're gonna look back and we're gonna watch and see how big a mess our politicians made of oh, this. Yeah. And I think that there's going to be a new um, strategy or like a new filter with which we look through to elect our officials and our leaders, people that understand crisis management, people that yeah. have been in situations that are hectic, yeah. you know, and I just don't think these people are, are adequately prepared for what's happening. Yeah. And I think that they're thinking about their political careers only at this point. Yeah. And it's being so politicized that, you know, I, I don't even think they even care about the data anymore. Yeah, I, I wonder that exact same thing, but I'm kind of, you know, along the same lines as you. They'll never admit they're wrong. They'll never admit they made a mistake. It's political suicide. But um, but yeah, when they say, well, the experts said this, and then they said this, and then they said this, and then they said this, I start thinking, okay, well, should we get some new experts? Is it not okay to at least question them? But we won't. We don't. We don't even question it. We just, okay, well, they told me to wear a mask. I'll do it. Well, they told me to stay home. I'll do it. Well, they told me I can't work. I'll do it. Oh, they told me I can't visit my mom. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, where do you draw the line? What are you What are yeah, you waiting for? It's tough, right? You see, like you saw, did you see that kid, the Adamson barbecue guy? Yeah. So he opened up and, you know, he was open for three days. I'll tell you where his where his error was. So first of all, medical professionals should not have the same power as a judge. That's insane. You should never be handed that power. Medical officer, it, it, it makes, it's actually like scary. They never signed up for that and they're not qualified, yeah. like genuinely not qualified yeah, oh at yeah. all. Yeah. So what they did was on the third day, they went to the medical, they went to like the, um, I feel like the health, health pub, the public health, like, um, I don't know, I'd say whatever, whoever the top of the chain is in Toronto, mm-hmm. I forget her name. Um, and she's like, you can lock the property down. Yeah. So they were given an order from a public health official to lock a property down yep. and then locked up his doors. Yeah. And that's, that's usually a judge's order. Yeah. That usually can never be done. Like, this is the first time I've ever heard of it being able yeah. to be done this way. Yeah. So if I were him, I would have gone, okay, how? why are you able to lock my doors? Yeah. Because the judge wouldn't have given that order. So he didn't ask. If he had asked, and then what he should have done is he should have gone on a picnic table and a megaphone, and he should have told the whole crowd what yeah. the hell was going on. Yeah. Instead, he went through the back door, broke in his building, and got, got, and yeah. he got nine charges. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's crazy now. The um, he raised about three hundred thousand dollars through GoFundMe mm-hmm. for legal bills and whatever else. Yeah. But he was st- honestly, this is a stupid error, and you're an idiot for doing this. The Adamson Barbecue guy never had a business license for his businesses. His original business never had a business license. Oh, wow. So he's getting these. Yeah. So he, I think he really shot himself in the foot with yeah. that one. Now they're gonna shred him. Like that yeah. was such a juvenile yeah. error. Yeah. Now they're gonna dig in and just rip this guy apart. Yeah. But anyway, point of the story: the guy made some errors. But um, I find it, I find it alarming that. You know, you defy an order because we shouldn't even be closed. Yeah. And then a ho- public health official yeah. can give an order to shut you down. Yeah. Now your property is That's seized. Ridiculous. It's insane, yeah. man. That's We're ridiculous. just living through strange times. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, as many mistakes as he made, uh, he garnered a lot of support. So those people will I, fight I, for I him, agree. And I agree. And I stand behind what he did. You know, I've got too much to lose in the sense that I make money in other businesses, so yeah. I can't afford to be locked up or get like hundred thousand dollar fine. That's just stupid for yeah. me. So I'm not going to get up and do that. But I support his decision. Yeah. But you know what would have surprised you? So I'm a part of this group on Facebook. It's the industry, the food industry wine navigator, yeah. and it's got like 40, 50,000 members. 
everybody on that was shredding this guy apart for making this decision. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? We're like, as if as if his move was hurting their opportunity to yeah. get open sooner. Like, what are you? How does that make any sense? They should be supporting a guy for a stupid rule. It's just silly. But that's the thing. If, if you believe place should be locked down, fine. But there still has to be some freedom of choice that we're adults. We can assess our own risk and do what we want, totally. just like we do. Because the likelihood of dying in a car accident is much higher than dying. One in from five thousand. Yeah. Yeah, and then the likelihood of dying from COVID. I mean, I have some numbers to discuss later, but... What are the, what are the odds? I don't know what the odds are, but um, I, I really went... Because a lot of times we talked about deaths, and we know... And, and the cool thing is, if you watched... I don't watch news, but I got a clip of it from CTV News. They, they went over the total COVID deaths and then how many from long-term care and like hospice care and things like that. So people that they know are already dying. Yeah. Um, and it was like over 98%. Yeah. And I was saying it was like 97%, mm-hmm. you know, from these numbers. But those were uh, straight from Stats Canada, which I think are a little bit ahead of the epidemiology reports. Because those a report takes longer. They're a little bit delayed, right? Sure. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it was it was alarming that it was only 166 total deaths were outside of long-term care in all of Canada since this began in March. That's crazy. And what they didn't factor in is something that I've been factoring in when you, you and I keep talking. <laughs> because remember I kept harping on... Well, let's let's look at where they're coming from and then leading to death. And there's correctional facilities and stuff in there too, right? And shelters, they didn't include those. Right. So if you include those, then it goes less to a, less than at 100 deaths in the you entire see, country. You see, like this is this like this is insane. This is why it needs to stop. This yeah. is why it needs to stop because they, like not 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 to not to say that this would have been a better scenario, but if we hadn't locked down, more than 100 people would have died in car accidents yeah. in this time oh, going yeah. to fucking work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is insane. That's how, I mean. That's I, insane. That's just I, so silly. I think the number of people that die in car accidents is something like 10 a day in Canada. One in 5,000 like are the odds, apparently. Yeah. So I think it was like 10 a day when, I didn't look up odds, but I just look at the actual even call raw it, data. Even call, it, even call it two a day. And you're doubling <laughs> that number since yeah. we've been locked down, yeah. dude. Like, it's crazy. Well, that, that's what it is. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's 10 a month from COVID. Probably less ten a month outside of long term care and 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 correct. Like you facilities. said, like you said last time, a lot of these people have like do not resuscitate yeah. orders. A lot of them have other comorbidities. Yeah. Like like I think the average was like two point six other comorbidity yeah. issues yeah. on average, and it's yeah. like ah. it's ridiculous. And, and, and it's the same thing. And I have this conversation a lot. This isn't just the podcast. I mean, people come to my house, people on the phone. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of calls now. I'm getting a lot of messages now, yeah. and it's the same thing. And that's okay. I don't mind repeating it because you know it. it you know, I go over the data again in my head. I, I start think to... that's that's the nature of being an authority on yeah. a subject is being able to just do that's yeah. what you do. You have yeah. to do it. So I'm constantly on top of the data, and I wrote it all down again. Um, but uh, yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because when I had this discussion with someone, some people want to have discussions with me. Some people want to yell at me. Some people just want to say you're the best, whatever it is. I don't care. I'm happy to do all yeah. three. <laughs> but the people who have discussions saying, well, here's here's what it is, Cam. I might not have COVID, but I can go to a party with 80 people. Someone might there might give it to me. I might then go to the gas station and give it to someone who works at a shelter and then go to the shelter and For get it sure. in. For sure. But that's a slippery slope, man. That's like, that could happen. Well, I, I agree with that. And you know what? To be honest with you, early on, I felt the same. Early on, I went, oh, gosh, what if I get this to give it to me? I even did rants going, okay, I don't like wear a mask yeah. because because early on, the data was saying, okay, this is what's going to happen. There's yeah. this mortality rate. You know, it was like 10% in Canada. I'm like, oh, my God, if I give it to my parents, you know, this is crazy. Yeah. This is going to be a terrible. But then I realized that it's a, f- it's a flu. When I realized yeah. it was a strong flu, I yeah. got, my parents are both strong. They're fine. They'll yeah. have no problem oh, whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, that, that faded away. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I get, like, again, it goes back to the same thing. If you're at risk, stay safe. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's but, it. But I think that's what they're doing. <clears throat> I am sick of lighting myself on fire to keep other people warm. Yeah, because tr- like, let me tell you how much it's... It's cost me seven figures. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I've worked my ass off my whole life. Well, that's not true. I worked my ass off since I was like in my 20s. Well, not when you were 34. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually worked my ass off. I just been drinking. I, I, I worked so hard for so long. And don't get me wrong. Like I had a great upbringing, great middle class family. Um, but they were not entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, They didn't have massive wealth. And I'm building myself towards that. And I just got knocked off yeah. massively for yeah. what I've worked for yeah. this whole time for no reason. For no <laughs> no reason. Yeah. That's just insane. Well, um, so a lot of the people I see at my facility, and I always say it's like a gym. It's an institute for healthy living. So we do a lot there, right? And I love running that place. Um, but I test people's um, body composition for them. And it's a lot more than a little tinnita scale. I'm talking about we really go in depth. It's like a $15,000 machine licensed by health Oh, Canada. I'm going to come over there. It's a full medical device. Sweet, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds so good. It's, it's licensed by Health Canada. But it will actually give you a reading for your visceral fat. Yeah, I want to get in on that. Okay. So, you know, we have obviously the subcutaneous fat and people's yeah. body fat. And they're interested in that for body image, you know, and, and obviously for health reasons, too, that we for know sure. obesity is a leading indicator of long-term lifestyle of conditions. Yep, yep. Um, but, um, but visceral fat is... You know, the fat that surrounds your organs, right? So this is an indicator of lifestyle choices. Yeah. But you don't want too much. No, no, no. Because it's the same idea as cholesterol. And I got into that before is cholesterol is really a protective mechanism. Your body's always just trying to protect itself. So if something's really elevated, you have to think, what is it protecting? What what is going inside that my body doesn't want inside? And it's it's amping these things up to protect itself. So that's visceral fat too. So, um, yeah, after... uh, COVID and the gyms being closed and people staying home, people not being active, um, the visceral fat was way high, way high, which means people are much more likely to develop long-term conditions that affect their health, right? Even if even if it's not going to, you know, they go to a test now and say, oh, well, your blood pressure and stuff's fine now. Well, your body's <laughs> accumulating things that weren't there before. Why is it doing that, right? So uh, stress is a big one, smoking, drinking, doing drugs, um, eating processed food, and all that stuff went up, right? So all the things that make you healthy kind of stopped when, when COVID stopped, and that's kind of my, my big angle on it, right, is that we're, we're not promoting any of it, zero. We're letting 50 people go to the LCBO and buy alcohol. We're letting 10 people go to the gym and get healthy. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to wonder why. I, th- I think I think the challenge, and I, I sort of said this last time, is about, well, you know, you can't tell a drunk not to be a drunk when he's drunk. you got to wait till he's sober. And I feel like we're in the middle of such a mess that all they're trying to do is just be like, okay, what's the most explosive thing that's going to happen? Yeah. And I feel like if we don't keep people, you know, liquored up and fed, you know, with crap food, um, what's that look like? Because if you don't go to the gym, you can run. But if this guy doesn't get liquor, he's going to break into a window and steal my steal the booze off my shelf. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the rationale. And it's, it's wrong, and I disagree with it. And I think yeah. it's got to be fixed from the bottom up. But yeah. kind of is what it is, right? I mean, I'm of the mind that, you know, let me be cautious. Let me let me let me just continue to do my part and be cautious until this vaccine is out. Yeah. And if you choose to take the vaccine, good. And if you don't, also good. Yeah. But at that point, all, all, all gloves are off. I can yeah. do what I want. That's like the, for me. That's it. That's the end of it. Like you know, I don't know personally anybody that's going to take the vaccine from my network that I've spoken to. My parents won't. Meg's parents won't. Oh, maybe Meg's sister. Um, but we won't take it. But once they once that you have the opportunity to take it, 
I no longer feel that I could be responsible like we were talking about yeah. earlier. That's the end of it. Yeah. And it was interesting. I remember last time I was talking about how the vaccine works. So I did a bit of research and it's like, so what this, the two that we have currently, so the Pfizer one, so there it's M- mRNA um, vaccine. So yes. what they do is they pull, they use part of a protein, they inject it in, your body finds a way. They can piggyback it off of a cold or something common. Your body finds a way, your, your immune system starts fighting a small amount of it, then it knows that it's going to be able to battle it. So the Pfizer one... Um, it stops you, from what I understand, it stops you from getting COVID, but doesn't really help you from staying safe when you have COVID. So it doesn't really minimize your symptoms. Whereas the Moderna one doesn't really stop you from getting it, but it really decreases the odds of you dying from it. So the Moderna one's 94% effective. And what that means, so a lot of times people say, well, it's it's 99%. It's 99% effective. Like 99% of the chance, I'm going to live anyway. So the vaccine has nothing to do with that. What the vaccine has to do with is the percentage that you would die. So if you were that 1% chance of dying, if the Moderna um, vaccine is 94% effective, then now you've got, let's say it's 90% effective, mm-hmm. and it's 99, um, the vaccine, pardon me, the virus could kill you only 1% of the time. Yeah. Now it'll only kill you 0.1% of the time. Yes. Okay. And same with the Pfizer. So it, it only, it minimizes the... Um, it minimizes the, the the percentage that is already existing that could kill you. Yeah. So it, it does give you a better chance of staying alive. But the thing is, what are the side effects? Yeah. And that's my scare. And, you yeah. know, you listen to guys like that, that really know what they're talking about. And even the most brilliant minds, I've heard nobody say that this would be safe for at least another yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Um, and I, I, I don't, I'm not an expert in vaccines. I know enough more than the average person, mm. obviously. But um, but yeah, this is a new vaccine. So you're saying the mRNA, right? And before, what they would give you is like a little molecule of it. It's almost how homeopathics work. Okay. So homeopathics, people can say, oh, well, they don't work because I can open up the bottle and take every single one, and I don't overdose. Nothing happens to me. That's that's kind of the point. So it works well for, uh, let's say, allergies. If you're allergic to something, even heavy metals, which everyone is, you can go and get petroleum. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, which you would never want to have petroleum, but it's inert. It's just the molecule. It's not active. So you take a little bit, right? And it goes in your system. You have to do this for probably like two months at least, mm-hmm. um, and then you would develop some kind of antibodies for it. So you're not allergic to it anymore, right? right? And so vaccines kind of the same way. It's giving you like an inert thing, so you build up some antibodies. So then yep. if you get you it, you know, fight you fight it. off. Yeah. But the thing that's messing with your DNA. So you know how to fight the virus if you get it. It's never been tested on humans. Never. They've never done this before. So I really would hazard anyone to, like I said, just know your information, understand what it's about, right? Because even like you said, it will help 90% of the 1%. So the people who are at risk, hey, maybe it's a good idea. They get it. Totally. and, And that's fine. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with anyone getting it just not mandating it right totally well they won't do that here they won't do it in canada they, they find it they they yeah they won't they yeah they can't yeah they maybe a man like they're gonna so what what i did here though is that they would start they may start re- removing certain um certain accessibilities you know you can't renew your health yeah. card you can't renew your yeah. driver's license you can't you can't you can't you yeah. can't fly you can't it's all this other stuff so there is ways there are ways rather of mandating it without mandating it yeah. and i hope that we don't get to that point because yeah. i'll go live in the woods somewhere because yeah. i'm just not dealing oh, with it oh yeah yeah i wouldn't do it well the the my opinion on it, like i said because i try not to bash vaccines but your body never needs something synthetic in order to be healthy and people just look back in history and say oh well you know we we stopped this we had the vaccine it saved all these lives and then when you look at the the graphs um when they introduced, like, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. It was when all, they, yeah. Yeah. The mortality rate was already, like, mm-hmm. 0.1, and then they invented the vaccine. Totally. So these things were going on. People don't, people weren't alive then. 
Yep. To know. Because these things were going on for decades. Polio and stuff was around for decades. Tons and tons of time. Yeah, my grandfather had it. And then it had dwindled. We, you know, improved sanitation. All these things that, again, we can do now. They ate healthy. Again, they did the open air study. And people moved to Arizona with polio and got better just from vitamin D and cod liver oil. Those two things were the only documented treatments, and they were the best. What are your thoughts on, like, penicillins and stuff? Yeah, sure. I mean... I only have only I've taken a couple. That's why I ask. Like I remember I had a bad throat. I had my I had like something wrong with my throat for like two. I never had anything. It was when I was like twenty two or something, and it was like for two full weeks. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna die. This I've had a good run. So I went and they got some sort of some sort of penicillin. Twenty four hours. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Well, that's the thing with drugs. Do they uh, work? Well, yeah, they have an intended purpose, and they fulfill that purpose. And that's why it's it's hard to argue with people sometimes because. The whole thing is your body was lacking something in order for you to get that sore throat. Right. right? It wasn't lacking penicillin. And that's kind of the point I always drive home. You weren't lacking this. Same with cancer. You're not lacking chemotherapy. That's why you got got cancer. Of course. Right? Um, So all these things are symptoms of something else. The symptom is a sore throat. The symptom is cancer. Yeah, but what what got it? Yeah, what got you there? And again, and, 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 and again, that's why people argue with me. Well, okay, well, now I have the sore throat, so what do I do? Yeah. No problem. Go and get your penicillin. But just know that there are side effects, right? It's going to deplete all your good It killed bacteria. everything. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. It kills all. Hand sanitizer. Okay, it's going to kill some germs, but it kills all the natural flora that's on there too. So you're actually suppressing your immune system long term when you keep doing these things. So you just have to be aware of the side effects and know, okay, well, how do I now combat the side effects? Yeah. Now I'm combating the, side, the sore throat, but now i got to combat the this, 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 this that it's doing too, right? And at some points... If you're that far gone or you're at that point, then Western medicine is, is required. Um, if someone comes to me and says, I have stage four cancer, I say, okay, well, we might want to try to, to go to the Western medic and support, totally. you, support you with some other therapy. Sure, sure, sure. I always think sure. that's a good idea. I always think changing your lifestyle when you have a problem is a good, is a good yeah. move. Because that's it. That, that's <clears> it. They never, ever treat the cause. They will never treat the cause. And cancer's a big one. And it gets brought up a lot to me because, I mean, um, well, when you look at a na- uh, number of deaths in Canada, it's the number one. Number one. Is it it's cancer here? Or it's it's heart disease in the States. It's one in six is heart disease in the States. One in seven is cancer. So cancer, because they actually break cancer down into like regular, like just neoplasms and then intestinal. And when you add up, it's like over 85,000 deaths a year. In Canada. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, What they say, like one in, I think one in two or one in three people will get cancer in their life. That's like, that's, that's in the U.S. That's an alarming statistic. I read that the other day. I was like, because I was trying to figure out the number. So we were looking at flights versus, like, I don't know what I was, what rabbit hole I was down, but it was something about like odds of death. So the odds of dying in a plane crash are one in 11 million. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. That's, that's 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 great. Right. So then, and that's what kind of sparked that actually. They were looking at like um, car crashes that I was looking all the way up, but it was like, yeah, heart disease and cancer was, uh, so it was like one in one in two or one in three people. And it's like, that's horrific. Yeah. That that's that's what like what are we doing as a society so that that's yeah. a reality because I know any any kind of sickness anything you bring on yourself. I don't care what anybody says. You bring yeah, it on yourself. Yeah, you may be predisposed but you bring it on yourself through lifestyle. Very good point. So there's a few things to cover there, right? Predisposition. Um, I've read studies that only accounts for about 6% of all illness. So, um, well, let's just say um, I'm predisposed to um, 
heart disease. Yeah. You actually might have a mother, a father, grandfather who have some genetic traits where things are weakened inside. Yep. But that doesn't mean it's a life sense for you. It just means, hey, you might have to take extra care Pay of attention. that certain thing, right? Yep. Because you have a little flaw or a little uh, gap where you're missing something genetically, but it's not uh, a life sentence at all. But the cancer thing, I mean, I could talk for like multiple, multiple episodes about this whole thing. Because <laughs> there's really... There, there's certain things people have to understand. There's only really three categories, right? There's like uh, carcinomas, um, which is like uh, in your tissues and linings of tissues and things like that. There's sarcomas, which is like in connective tissues, muscles, skeleton, things like that. And then there's leukemias, which is bone marrow and affects the blood as well, right? Right. But um, all of it is just a symptom of, of low immune function or overwhelmed immune function. That's when it develops and it develops slowly over time. And um, I think it was John Hopkins University they did a study and they said that most the average person has cancer cells in their body um, six times in their life. So you and me will get them. But it's a strong about your body's immune build, system yeah. will kill them, cleave them off, and get rid of them and dispose right. and recycle of damaged cells that, that are cancerous, right? Because cancer only survives in an acidic, acidic environment. environment. It's like 42 megahertz or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact yeah, number. I think, I think it's 42. I think like I think the common cold exists at 58, and I think that cancer has, you yeah. have to be in an environment at 42. Yeah. I believe it cannot survive otherwise. Yeah, well, that's interesting to know. I'm yeah. going to write that down. Um, I think it was in a book called Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. I believe I read that in 2007. Oh, Bruce Lipton's amazing. Yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah. he's, he's yeah. fantastic, man. He's really good. Um, but... Uh, but what was they saying? Oh, so cancer. So they're never, ever treating the cause. They're never going to help you build your immune system. And actually, the two things that they have for chemotherapy and radiation. Just kill your immune system. They destroy your immune system, making you more susceptible to cancer again. Yeah. And a lot of people get cancer multiple yes, times. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It goes into remission, they said. And there's a big myth. And this one, I know people argue with me. Is it, oh, the cancer metastasized. Oh, it was in my lungs and now it's in my bones. Impossible. Impossible. That cannot happen. So a tumor can grow and grow and grow and put pressure on outside organs, but it will never jump. So there's three reasons. There, one, there has never, ever been a documented case of a cancer cell traveling in the body. They've huh. never, ever seen that happen. Two is this isn't a foreign invader like a virus that goes and attacks right. uh, wherever it body. gets in. It's developed from within. And the third thing is that it can grow and grow and grow and grow but it cannot affect an outside organ. Whatever organ or tissue or connective tissue that it grows in, it just grows in there. It, it doesn't leap and go to another organ. So is it because people's immune systems are so low that they develop it in further places? Is that why? Yeah. Oh, okay. So because they didn't fix the cause of it. So right. either you have a compromised immune system because you're on immunosuppressants, you didn't take care of yourself, or environmental factors. There's so many different things. Sure, yeah, yeah. You could just be a, mi a coal miner. Like, it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. there you go. Exactly. Um, and that's why coal miners always get the same type of cancer. Yeah. It doesn't metastasize. It's going to affect that, whatever that chemical is or whatever you're lacking, your immune system, or your immune system is very overwhelmed. So people who have constant allergies, an allergy, your immune system is just fighting it constantly, 24 hours a day. It becomes overwhelmed, and now it can't fight other things. So you go and get chemotherapy, and, okay, hopefully it reduces the, the tumor, or the growth, right? And now you're more susceptible to get it again. And people just keep getting it again and again and again because your immune system it's is so beat is, up. It's so beat up. That makes sense. Even more beat up. And they're not told how to correct it. They're never, ever told how to correct so why, it. Why haven't we, why haven't, like, I, I'm sure there's a smarter answer for this and maybe this oh, is just fishing, answer. but, like, how come we've spent hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars on, billions. On, on, on cancer, on cancer research and cancer cures, but we can't seem to figure it out? 
We have figured it out. We just don't tell people. What is it? <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just saying, like, obviously, you're so you'll be talking more about proactive measures. Yes. Which yeah. I which I agree with, and I live a very. Okay, lately I've been eating a lot of shit because it's like holidays and my body was fucked up. But but that yeah. but this is a very uncommon spurt for me. Yeah. So this is like a really odd like two months, three months, yeah. you know. I don't have these. And then I'll go back to normal. I'll be like super healthy and yeah. like for like a decade, you know. Exactly. And that's why you could have cancer cells right now. And then, yeah. But then you're going to go back to normalcy yeah. and you're going to get rid of them and your body will recycle them, right? But people yeah. just don't do that. And that's why the John Hopkins study was so interesting because – when you do a, a regular cancer screening, it doesn't catch that those six times. Or else everyone, oh, you got cancer. We'd, right, of course. We'd be talking about cancer be a, cases. It probably has to be developed right. a certain amount, right? Exactly. It's got to reach to billions of times, oh. billions wow. of times of growth to be recognized right. on that, right? So only then it's recognized. And then sometimes, is it too late for the natural approach? Well, it's never too late to to alkalize your body and give yourself a better chance and support the immune system. Yes, I know what you mean, but sometimes uh, it's too far yeah, gone. And, you have and to. that's kind of the answer to that question too is, um, you know, when do you use Western medicine? Well, yeah, if, if you've gotten to that point where you haven't taken care, care of yourself and you've, you've just let your body develop cancer to a point where it's screenable and recognizable, then, yeah, you might need some kind of intervention. This yeah, way. I agree. And, and things like... Um, you know, carcinomas, uh, which are just like palpules, and you can take a knife and cut them out. Those surgeries yeah, are actually really successful. Stuff, yeah. Those are pretty successful, and there's no real long uh, time side effects. No, but you no, could no. also um, treat the body and improve the immune system and leave those palpules there, and they can stay there, and that's fine. Oh, really? See, yeah. I think my dad had some. Was that like my dad had like some spots on his face? Yeah. But he had burned away. Yeah. And they're gone. He had no yeah, problem. And, 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 those treatment, and that's what I mean. Those they're super successful. Are, are pretty successful. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but it's money, really, because. And I, I posed this question a little while ago to, you know, on my social media. Look at the Cancer Society. Look at Princess Margaret. I mean, there's tons of, we're just talking about Canada and Ontario, right? Yeah. I mean, there could be people listening all over the world right now. There's cancer foundations all over the world. There's cancer wards and hospitals, and they get billions and billions and billions of, I would, uh, you know, I don't know. It could be trillions. I don't know, but at least billions of dollars in funding. Now, when these um, cancer wards or these presidents of these companies or the Cancer Society of Canada, do you think they're president? When they have their board meetings and they're talking about, you know, they're having their quarterly meetings, do you think they're talking about profit? Or do you think they're talking about how can we bankrupt our company? Because if you really want to cure cancer, it means that your foundation would no longer exist because there's no cancer. So their sole goal should be to end their company, to go into the ground. If we really cure cancer, then that company will no longer exist. And what do you think they talk about? Do you think they talk about, hey, guys, our profits were down um, last quarter? Or do you think they talk about, hey, guys, we actually fixed this. We're getting to the root of it. Definitely a profit thing. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame. So Lori Nickel, who is the president of Second Harvest, I've yeah. had her on my podcast yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. Um, her goal is like, I want my company to be, I want my company to end. Yeah. That's her goal. And she, and like, she, she's, she's on it. She's like, oh, I just, I want my company to end completely. Yeah. I want to solve this problem. I want the food rescue thing to be done. Yeah. So I don't need to do this anymore because this is stupid. Yeah. And she's the only person I've ever heard in that position with that mentality. Yeah. It was so, it was such a, it was so refreshing. It's it was very so, nice yeah, to hear that. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's so hard though. Cause yeah. like you said, I mean, how many people are on these boards? How many jobs are there? Yep. Like a hundred thousand yeah, exactly. across the world. Exactly. So it's like, it, it's a shame, but. If they even talk about profit once, it's a crime. Oh, really? In my opinion, why oh, okay. I was like, ever, I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> if I was in charge, why yeah. would they ever talk about profit? Yeah. Why? Why would that ever matter? If your sole goal is to rid the world of cancer, then your sole goal is to go out of business. Yeah. And it's just not. I that. think that's like with any charity, right? And I think I think that's the mentality every charity needs to have in general. But in this particular case, yes, I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
but hey, you're moving on to the next thing. Uh, I'm getting some hate mail, and that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing is, is we talk about sort of sensitive subjects for people, and like yeah. you said, if here's the thing. So you're you're a, you're a you're a health professional. Yeah. And I have lost a ton of money as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you and I have such a vested interest in yeah. what's going on. I'm very studious, and you're very studious mm-hmm. about this. But a lot of people that are listening, a lot of people that are watching on your on your on your uh, social media. They're not. Yeah. You know, I'm cautious not to comment on things that I'm ignorant on. Yeah. And these people have this feeling because, oh, my sister got sick and she was really sick and it almost killed her. So you're wrong. It's like, I'm not. Yes. I'm actually not wrong. But because I do my research, I know what I'm talking about. But I mean, I think you just get a lot of ignorant opinions. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, that's exactly what it is. <clears throat> and here's kind of my thing. I don't care about defending myself. I don't care. I mean, I'll defend my point of view if people ever want to talk. But. They want to say that I'm spewing propaganda. They want to say that I have no sympathy for people with COVID. And there's two things to that. First of all, um, they don't realize we're on the same side here. Yeah. We're on the same side here. Well, you can have sympathy for somebody just because just if anything wrong with anybody, I have sympathy for them. Yeah. They're angry towards me because um, I think, and they never really say. So I've gotten a list of stuff that people have said about me or messaged me. <laughs> and some of these people were my friends. Yes. I guess they're not anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but they say I'm not living in reality. Because because I'm, you're not listening to big big media? Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. They say that you know I'm just sitting behind a computer screen. I'm not out in the world because they say I personally know people who are suffering and dying from COVID. I say, then send them my way and I'll help them get healthy. Yeah. Why are we arguing here? I'm on your side. I am telling people my message is that government needs to do a better job at educating people on how to actually live a healthy lifestyle. Because is there any doubt out there? I don't think anyone would say this, that healthy people are dying of COVID. 2.6 comorbidities is the average of people. That's crazy. And so, again, I say, is it COVID killing them or is it other things? Because if we help those other things if we help these people and say hey there's a way to uh, first of all prevent um, heart disease prevent cancer prevent uh, obesity and diabetes and prevent alzheimer's okay that's a great thing but fine they're already in this there is a way to actually make those things better to reverse those right so you're not sitting in a hospital bed with 2.6 comorbidities and then worrying about a virus and then the other thing i say to them is you know aside from okay we're actually on the same side here what what are you angry about? You know, because I, I don't blame them that they watch the news and they listen to the government and they say, a virus just killed my friend, right? So I, I can't blame them for thinking that, hey, you feel this way, you feel very strongly, you think that I'm not being sympathetic because you believe a virus took your friend. But the truth is, it didn't. It was all the comorbidities. They were living an unhealthy lifestyle and a virus, which uh, like a parasite, went and did its job and took over the host. And they suffered because they deprived their body of healthy choices for their whole life. Right. And so, I mean, we're not really arguing. They're just upset that a virus took someone from them. And that's totally fair. And I get that. Exactly. You know, I'm, I I think I, I agree with you. I that the difference is when someone says you're just spewing propaganda yeah. or you're on the wrong side of the fence. All we're talking about are the particular statistics of this virus, mm-hmm. what it's doing. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not like I have my opinions, but my opinions are based on the information that I'm talking yeah. about. So at the end of the day, I mean, all you're really doing is informing people. Yeah. If people, like you said, people, people feel personally attacked or they've been personally affected by it. So a little more sensitive, yeah. 
but you know, like there's going to be people like that on every issue there, and you know, yep. and it's just what it is. And I, I, I'm, I'm happy that you're just kind of stick to your guns and you do it. Like who cares? Oh yeah. Well, that's what I said. I said I really don't. I mean, you yeah. want to unfollow me? Unfollow me. You don't Go have ahead. to. to yeah. list. But you know, I question some people. Say you know, list anything I've said that's not factual or that's not they true, can. and they never can. They, they can. never can. Um, the vaccine one got some feedback, and like I said, I try not to post just always talking about vaccines because that is a. A big issue. Yeah. And a lot of people divide themselves anti-vaxxers versus vaxxers and stuff, and it doesn't need to be that way. But they did a study in 2017 where they gave, um, it was like measles, mumps, rubella, polio vaccines to uh, children. It was like between three months and then six months of age and stuff. So children, then they gave, they didn't give some. And there's something called the uh, mortality hazard ratio. Are you familiar with no. it? No. So it's basically like, what is the hazard or the mortality rate of this person, it's usually in like drug studies and stuff or, or vaccine studies. Um, at what rate do they die at compared to someone who didn't take the drug? Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Got it. Right, so if it's um, uh, a mortality hazard ratio of one, then it was equal. Yeah, so equal. it didn't make a difference. It didn't make a difference, sure. right? Um, and the mortality hazard ratio that they came up with from this study is in 2017. It's from PubMed. It's posted on my social media. It was 5.0. So the kids who got the vaccines died at a rate of five times that of people who didn't get the vaccine. What? Yeah. And that was very alarming. What? Very alarming. 5.0. Whoa. Yeah. Documented study on PubMed. Um, and that's why, you know, and, and people are arguing, oh, well, you're an anti-vaxxer. Listen, show me a time where I've said don't get. You go get whatever you want. But be That's insane. That these kids died at five times the rate at those who didn't. And they ruled out completely any other background effects or anything else. That well, would... you could have a margin for error of, say, 2% on that. And it still wouldn't make up a five yeah. five to one yeah. ratio. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I get Meg to read that. Yeah. She's See, like, we're not. It's interesting, right? So I'm not anti and I'm not for. I'm really not. I mean, I was given vaccines as a child, but I was born in 85, so I didn't get fucking 70 of them. Yep. So, but the thing is, when we have kids, we are going to seriously do a lot of deep research on this because yeah. I'm not for or against right now because I have not done enough research on this, on, on the, yeah. on the kids. Yeah. And, but, um, like I don't, I don't think Meg was, I know her sister wasn't, yeah. you know, they're fine. Yeah. You know, and those are the only two on I, that I, I don't really, I don't really ask that question yeah. to people. But I mean, before I make that decision for my kids, I'm going to do a lot of research yeah. and that's one of the things I'm going to read. But that's exactly it, Jonathan. Like you're willing to do research. You have to. Everyone who argues me, like I said, I have a list of the hate mail and stuff just for a fun <laughs> part of the episode so we can laugh. But why aren't you willing to listen to alternative information? That's the problem. When people just don't want to listen to any side, they've made up their mind. And if you say otherwise, uh, you're a bad person. Which is crazy because they're not the ones that did the fucking research. Yeah, yeah. You didn't do any research. Yeah. You read something. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. That's horse shit. Exactly. You know what? Before we get out of here, why don't you tell me what some of these people said? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I've got, okay, I got one really cool thing um, to bring up because I have seen this, and someone wrote this to me about um, black people, um, that they're dying at greater risk, and I'm not taking that into consideration. I said, okay, well, this is interesting because I do know that, you know, vitamin D, if you're uh, dark skin, then you need to take more vitamin D. You're going to be deficient because it takes, you have to be out in the sun a lot longer to get the same amount. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and so I looked, and again, this is just uh, strictly from the Canadian Epidemiology Report. Um, and I looked at the hospitalization. It doesn't have the race um, background for people who died. And I'm not sure if that's just a privacy thing. I, I don't know, and I could yeah. be totally wrong on that. But they don't provide that, so they said hospitalizations. Um, 80% of all the people hospitalization in Canada were white, um, and uh, 5% were black. Huh. Yeah. But, okay, but that, that being said, our population of black people in our country is 3%. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's almost square. 
Yeah, yeah. but that's I me. Mean, I don't think they're disproportionately being harmed. No, by no, that. I, I'm actually um, I'm agreeing. I think yeah. it's almost square. Like to uh, me, yeah. it makes it's, it square. It's probably about square, and and they were the two highest percentages actually. Yeah. So then you go to like Asian Hispanics, so they're actually lower than that. Right. But um, anyway, I just looked into it because I said, oh my god, is that? And again, that's kind of my personality. I don't say no, no, no. Okay, let me let me, let let me, me research. Yeah, that. like let me see so, that. Yeah, like what I was I was reading something I posted on my social media the other day that nine out of ten deaths from COVID can be linked to a vitamin D insufficiency. Yeah. So I just I posted it's like, hey everybody, pay attention yep. to this research. Take your vitamin D, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so why wouldn't you want to take it? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you? It's so you? simple. Like I know I I get it. So don't get me wrong. Like I understand when someone's like, okay, this is what you eat. This is what you drink. Blah blah. You know what? That's all gone. Yeah. You drink water. You drink black coffee. You can eat chicken and broccoli. People go, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> I've done it. I hate it. But if they go that's to that's all I eat. Yeah. But if they go to, exactly, I know I've done it. But if they go to you, hey man, just take this this take this one vitamin yeah. D pill yeah. and you're help. good. Yeah. What do you mean no? What yeah. do you mean no? It's ten dollars yeah. a bottle. What do you mean no? It's like a kid with his allowance could buy that. What do you mean, no? Go or, buy it. What are you the, talking about? Or the government funds it. Yeah, they should. They right? should. They should. They put be. a lot of money into other stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me let me show um, the cases here. Yeah. Before we get off, because I know we don't have much time left, because people are talking about the cases going up. So let's just at least get the information sure. out to the people. So uh, between zero and twenty years, forty-four thousand six hundred twenty cases, which is fifteen percent of all the cases are right. coming from under twenty. Um, they account for zero point zero one percent of the deaths. Yep, that makes sense. Um, 20 to 40 age group, 104,900 cases, which count for 35% of all cases are in just that 20-year gap, yeah. which is my gap. It's between 20 and 40. Too, yeah. It's your gap. Um, they account for... 0.2% of all deaths. Jesus. So still below 1%. Yeah. Then you go from 40 to 60. After this, we're getting into seniors, okay? Um, 86,540 um, cases, again, which accounts for 28% of all the cases, yeah. 3% of the deaths. So when you add all that up, that accounts to 77% of all cases are, are under 60. And you're like 3.2%. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, so that's scary in itself that we're saying, look, uh, cases are up, cases are up. Yeah, well, 77% of them are only 3% of all the deaths, right? So, I mean, it's just nothing. But um, we need to change, you know, we need to change. And that's kind of my, my final thought, unless you want to say anything. No, 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 that, it's, time, no. It's, time for, it's time for Cam's final thought. Um, you know, I make an appeal to people, to all humans. We breathe the same air. Right, we breathe the same oxygen. We drink the same water, but we view food totally differently. Some people view food as pleasure. Some people have guilt associated with food. Some people just say, yes, it's just sustenance, right? Um, but we've made a culture around food. And culture can either be, or food can either be acidifying or alkalizing, right? It can either be pro-inflammatory, it can be anti-inflammatory. And you can either live a life that's going to be healthful and long and free of disease, or you can live a life that's full of disease that we see so rampant throughout society. And we've been defrauded by the food industry to associate food products with real food. And this is my push. Food products are not real food. Because so many times these commercials and these marketers associate food products with uh, popularity, like social popularity, success, athletic performance, um, good livelihood. Yeah. And we're willing to trade these things that we want, this kind of pleasure, this social status. We're willing to trade our health for it. And instead of um, athletic performance, we get obesity. Instead of social popularity, we get social anxiety. Instead of success, we get depression, right? So totally. We have been buying diseases in a pretty little package and trading our health for simple pleasure. We're giving no thought to what we're putting in our body aside from taste buds on our tongue. And that's the only thing we think about. And we've been, you know, developed from a very early age to associate 
good times with food. And we're trading totally. off our, our life and our health for diseases, and we're paying for it. And so I tell everyone to, you know, drink the same water as me, breathe the same oxygen, start to eat the same food. When we start messing with food is when we start messing with our bodies. And when we started messing with food and turning into food products, we started developing a lot more disease. And people need to stop looking at marketing as a way as which they, they pick their groceries. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, you know. Um, <clears throat> all right, so there you go. You know, eat to live, don't live to eat. If yeah, you want yeah, more pleasure, have more sex. <laughs> Bye, everybody.